This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. I'm awake now. The full horror of what they've done to me is slowly taking shape in my mind. They found a way to silence me forever, and yet not compromise their great humanitarian principles. So this is the government's ultimate solution to the problem of dissension. Oh, we've come a long way. We've outlawed wars and death penalties in favor of a punishment a thousand times greater than death. A cry from a spaceship streaking toward the outer limits of the known universe. The unwilling traveler, Harry Krell, occupation, journalist. Destination, oblivion. In just a few moments, crisis brings you the frightening account called The Exiles. I always took this 720 commuter train into work in the morning, and for several weeks running, I'd find myself standing near a small, bewhiskered man in his early 60s, I'd judge. Well, we soon began nodding to each other each morning, then smiling, and at last he broke the ice. Hey, my name's Bosher. I notice we take the same train every morning. Yes, we do. I've noticed that, too. Krell's the name. Not Harry Krell, the columnist. Afraid so. Well, imagine that. I read your column every day. Very stimulating, indeed. Well, thank you. What line of work are you in, Mr. Bosher? I'm a historian. Oh, you teach it? Well, I teach. What it is I teach is a little removed from true history, if you get my meaning. You teach the state-authorized course. Oh, naturally, of course. Naturally. 
You've been a teacher all your life? Pretty much of it. You must have seen a lot of changes in your time. Oh, yes, I should say so. Of course, everything is constantly in a state of change. Always has been. But it seems things are changing faster and faster now. Something new to get used to every day. Why, take this train. Time was not so long ago. I used to drive into the university in my own car. Ah, yes. Beautiful job it was. Gray, sparkling gray. Had the softest seats. But no more cars. No, no more private cars. No more private planes. No more... (laughs) Keep your voice down, Mr. Krause. I'm sure I don't need to tell you the walls have ears. Oh, I'm more or less tolerated. They know my feelings. I think they let me write every day because I haven't really taken them all that seriously. Maybe they're afraid of you. Afraid of what your readers would do if someday they turned on their facsimiles and your column was missing from the paper. You're a safety valve on the steam boiler of people's emotions, Mr. Grell. You're very kind. I have to get off here. Here, take my card. Give me a call. Let's have lunch someday. The next morning on the train, Basher reminded me about the lunch invitation, and we arranged to meet at the Rotunda of Peace in the western park near the edge of the city. Over here, Krauf. Oh, uh, you found a bench. Luckily, yes. Are you hungry? Isn't everyone? Have a carrot. What? Go ahead. It won't bite you. You're supposed to bite it. You see? It is a carrot. Grown in a fertilized garden of dirt and manure. You have this garden? Mm-hmm. I haven't tasted an organic vegetable in years. I have some squash, too. Cooked it up last night. And for dessert, pears. Pears? I can't believe it. Oh, I won't give you very much. Our bodies aren't equipped with the enzymes we need to really handle natural foods anymore. I suppose not. Here, have some squash. Of course, it's cold. That doesn't matter. Mmm. There's an aroma, something ripe and round about it. That's the soil it was grown in. You can't duplicate that hydroponically, no matter how clever your chemist may be. Where's your lunch? I've had mine. Besides, I wanted to talk while you eat. Well, I'm trying to publish a book. A book? Oh, all underground, of course. I want to tell future generations of people on this planet how we came to be what we are. How we all used to live in separate nations. How we all had our own languages and customs. Our different kinds of money and our private property. You're getting into that? Someone's got to remember how it used to be. You mean you've written a history book? A true history book. Not the contrived sort of dribble I have to teach at the university. That could be very dangerous. I know it. But it has to be published. Can you help? I don't know. If it were to be printed, how would you distribute it without its being confiscated? I have a few students with minds. Real analytical minds. They sense they're being fed only what the state wants them to know. Can you trust them? Yes. Do you want to meet them? How would you like to audit one of my classes this afternoon? Very well, class. What form of government 
immediately preceded the International Tribunal. Mr. Jerry? National statism. And why was reform necessary? To preserve peace. Yes, Miss Croon? To preserve peace and keep us all safe from nationalist warmongers. We would never have achieved perpetual peace as long as there were nations and national boundaries. And private property. And firearms, privately owned weapons. Yes, yes, yes. That is all part of our world's history. But who can explain why the reform tribunal system works? It has to work, because no one has any property of his own. But still, there is crime. But there are no criminals. What the old order dealt with is crime. The new order understands is a personality malfunction that can be treated. Yes, why, in the old days, they used to destroy people when they harmed society. Actually kill them or lock them up in... Uh, uh, prison. Isn't that the word, Doctor? That's right, Jerry. Prisons. Antique term for a place of confinement for the purpose of punishment. Today, they're called treatment centers. That's all for today. Tomorrow we'll discuss the international credit system, or, as it once was known, money. Class dismissed. Well, um, what did you think of that? Straight tribunal line. What did you think of Jerry and that croon girl? Very glib. They don't believe a word of it, you know. They were putting on a performance for you. They assumed that you were a representative of the tribunal. They're going to help distribute my book. The book you're going to help me publish, Harry. You read it, Harry? I didn't sleep a wink. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's explosive. But it did leave out some details, like the treatment center. What goes on there? You're a reporter. Maybe you could get in and find out. Maybe I could. Maybe I could. I'll apply and see what happens. So you're preparing to write one of your columns about the new social order. How thrilling. When will it be out? In a few more weeks. I need just a little more detail. Now, very few people ever see the inside of a treatment center like this. Uh, yes. Uh, notice the beautiful landscaping, the architecture of the buildings, all the very, very best. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what actually happens to a man when he's brought here? Well, his case is individually analyzed. He's given a complete physiological and mental examination, and a course of treatment is prescribed. When he responds and the condition is corrected, he is returned to society. What about uh, hard cases? Hard cases? You know, incorrigibles, murderers, rapists, violent people. Oh, many of these can be rehabilitated. How? Well, it's very complex, and it varies with the individual. Yes, but I have to have something to write about on that subject. How is it that the streets of our cities are almost totally free from these... Uh... Uh, behavior problems? Well, there are some highly advanced surgical procedures, uh, electroshock procedures. And uh, if none of these work, what? Where are your cells? Our cells? What do you mean? Well, you admit some behavior problems don't respond to your therapy. What do you do with them? There's no more death penalty, of course, so where do you keep them? Keep them? We don't keep them, Mr. Krill. You don't keep them, but you don't kill them either. Heavens, no. All I can tell you, sir, is 
that we have developed a perfectly humane solution for the few incorrigibles in our society. But there must ah, be... Ah, here we are at the gate. Thank you for coming to visit, Mr. Krell, and have a peaceful day. There was nothing more I could add to Bosher's book through my underground contacts. I arranged to have it printed, and I slipped Bosher the galley proofs in the same way we'd used before by switching briefcases. It was the next morning when I got aboard the 720 train. There was Bosher, as usual, but his smile was faltering. His face was white. And then I saw standing beside him two familiar young people. Yes, and you're Miss... I am Security Cr- Officer Crew. This is Operative Geray. Operative. We're with counterintelligence, Mr. Krell. We have Bosher and the book. Now we have you. I'm sorry, Krell. I tried to tell them. That's all my doing. Never mind, Bosher. Well, uh, Operative, what do we do now? I should think your own research would tell you that. I don't follow you. You're going to see the treatment center from the inside. It won't be so bad, really. But it's all up to you. If you cooperate from the start, well, you may even be back to working at your old job again someday. If you don't, well, well, there's an operation they perform on the brain. You could be assigned work as a gardener, possibly even a production line worker. You'll have to find me first. Come on, Washer. Please, come back. Hey, stop. It's no use, Krell. I'll never get away. Come on, Washer. Where? I don't know. Come on. Fought our way through the crowds on the moving sidewalks, leaped across the sunken primary of the gravity track for the glide bus, and disappeared into an open doorway. Oh, my heart. I wish it would slow down. It will. Sit down here on the floor. Where? Put your head down. Where are we? That's an old building. Must be about to be torn down. Never any vacancies in the city. You know what, Harry? Even though they catch us for, for just a minute there, you know what? We were like the old days. We were free. Miraculously, we weren't discovered all that day. As night came, we found an old stairway that led to the rooftop five stories up. We lay against a crumbling brick chimney, looking up at the night sky, alive with stars. Are you old enough to remember smog? I read about it. There was one good thing about it. The cities used to be bright with lights at night, and that smog would glow like illuminating gas until it got too bad. No more smog. No more gas. Gravitic energy... What a miracle for a planet that almost burnt itself out of energy. Now, no trick at all to get up there into space. I don't know, Harry. Maybe I should never have written the book. Why? And let the unborn generations wallow in the notion that the best they can expect is the shelter of a global government that takes everything you can give it and gives you everything you need I just don't know. Maybe you and I are just anachronisms, Krell. Unreconstructed, unrepentant materialists. You want to go down and give yourself up? You remember what they were going to do to us? Maybe not. If, if we promise to be good. 
If we promise to be good. That sounds like something a child would say. That's the whole thing, Bosher. We can survive in this system only if we behave like well-disciplined children. You want to live like a child? I'd rather die like a man. Brave words. Archaic, antique, obsolete words. Mr. Krell. Dr. Bosher. This is counterintelligence. We know where you are. It is now past curfew. Please go down to the street. You have nothing to fear. You will be treated kindly. Where is it coming from? It's a patrol unit somewhere in the air above us. You have been located precisely by infrared sensors. It's nonsense to hide. I can see you clearly. Well, I guess the game's up. Krell, before they turn us into vegetables, I want to tell you something. Yeah? All this running and hiding... It was fun. Very well, citizens. We can waste no more time with you. In the name of the tribunal, you are under arrest for conspiracy to commit treason. I am authorized by the People's Tribunal to stun and paralyze you for the good of society. It was fun, Krell. I'm not sorry. that you have violated the trust of the people. Your Honor, may I... Certainly, Mr. Krell, the tribunal is just. Speak. Well, uh, to begin with, I'm a reporter. You know that, obviously. There's a, a code of journalism. We try to write all the facts. All Dr. Bosher tried to do in his book was what any good journalist would do. Report the facts. All I tried to do was help him circulate these facts. I have read the manuscript. You have? Oh, yes. I find your version of history very interesting, Dr. Barsha. You wrote vividly of man's wretched trial and error existence, his wars, his famines, his struggles to survive. You liked that, did you? Oh, you quite accurately cataloged the very best arguments for the new order which now commands all our destinies. I had no argument with your data, only your conclusions. Our species cannot rule itself. It can flourish only under constant direction and organization. Today in our global society, there is no wasted material, no misspent time. So there is no hunger, there is no want, little if any sickness. Today our people live peacefully under the most humane conditions in all history. Sure, as peaceful as puppets. I have tried to deal reasonably with you, Mr. Krell. Now, in the case of Dr. Bosher, I'm quite sure that with therapy he can return to normal society and yet make a contribution to it. But in your case, citizen, I fear not. The tribunal rules. <coughs> Defendant Dr. Bosher will receive rehabilitative surgery. Take him to the hospital. No. Oh, no, please. At the very least, please leave my mind to me. It's the only thing that I have left. You've taken my books, my home, my lovely gray car, but not my mind, please. And now, Mr. Krell, you're an influential man. Your skills were developed at the expense of the state. You were prepared by your schooling to serve the people. You have failed. You cannot remain among us. 
Our astronomers have discovered a distant galaxy in the farthest reaches of the discernible universe. In this galaxy is a lifeless planet, but it shares many of the physical conditions as are found here. The tribunal rules. Defendant Krell will be prepared for cryogenic suspension. You will be frozen alive, Mr. Krell. You will be placed aboard a gravity ship together with other incorrigibles and will be launched into space. You will travel over 800,000 light years in frozen sleep. Then, as your ship nears this planet, you will be awakened automatically, all of you. You will be landed automatically. That planet will then be your prison for the rest of your natural life. I'm awake now, and I survived. And I remember 800,000 light years back. We're slowing, slowing. What can it be like out there? What kind of primitive place have they sent us to? We've stopped. We've landed. Hey, where did this thing come from? What? This thing wasn't here two seconds ago. Let's see. Looks like a little tiny toy rocket. You see? It wasn't our problem after all, was it? Some alien race of toy-sized creatures on a pinprick planet in some unfathomable backwash of the universe. The problem was theirs, not ours. Now, doesn't that make you feel a little better? You've been listening to The Exiles, tonight's presentation on Crisis. Included in our cast were Bob McDonald, Bill Turner, Michael McGuire, Jan Darcy, and John Rex and Roland Amendola. Now this is your producer-director, Jim French, inviting you to listen next week to Crisis. is distributed by the Nostalgia Broadcasting Corporation, Post Office Box 10914, St. Petersburg, Florida.